Alrighty, we are back for another exciting edition of Cloverleaf COVID Leaf Radio. I'm the host with the most, the king of the quarantine, Jimmy Falcon, and we are back welcoming our old friend Mike Toomey. How's it going, Mike? Hey, how's it going there, Ian? I'm doing pretty good, man. How's things been with you recently? Oh, not too bad. I'm down here in uh, Florida, uh, enjoying myself, uh, trying to get my my personal uh, home all situated. So I'm going to be selling my home and or leasing my home out in uh, Nevada, and this is where I'm going to make my new home. Uh, I have a lake out back, and uh pond well pond area leads to a lake and just gonna be sitting watching the boats go by and do a little bit of fishing and enjoy it with my uh new wife that's cool and i mean that is pretty awesome itself what uh, made you decide to pack up and move to florida it's got to be a whole new experience uh it's to say the least yes uh uh, a lot of personal issues. Uh, it, oh. it was I spent twelve years out in Nevada, and it was just time to get out of there. Uh, my, most of my family's on the East Coast, so it makes it a whole lot easier for flying and other issues that you know. I just uh, I want to avoid, and you know, just a lot of wrestling activities that that come up. They're they're more on the East Coast and Midwest and. Might be able to enjoy some of them, you know, before anything happens. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, let's get on with this. Well, I guess starting off, uh, how did you first get interested in pro wrestling? You've watched, have you been into it since you were a kid? Did you get into it when you were like a teen or something? How did it all come about with you? It started back in 1974. I was 11 years old. Now, I lived in Massachusetts at the time, and... They had a big wrestling match down. I can't remember the name of the venue, but it held like a thousand people. Um, and they had Andre the Giant. They had Dean Ho, Tony Garita, uh, Tanaka, Fuji, Strongbow, uh, you know, uh, Jim McCord. You know, we're, we're talking old, old time now. I, I think we even, I think we even had the midgets there that night. It oh, was wow. just a phenomenal time, and you know, uh, and I got hooked. You know, so then uh, when, you know, led up, things led up to high school, graduated high school, and wasn't doing much of anything. So uh, they were just, this is just before Hogan and. She had their match in 84 that, you know, I really started getting interested in again. And, you know, when uh, Hogan uh, got the strap, uh, uh, just became more interesting. And at that time, I was doing little high school shows and uh, occasionally doing a, a venue with, with uh, the guys on the crew. You know, I'd go to Boston, Providence, Worcester. Uh, even made it down to New Haven, uh, Hartford, and well, even even uh, did Madison Square Garden. Oh wow! So, yeah, it, it was just it just became amazing to me. So I'd work my ass off all week, and on the weekends, hey, I'm going to some wrestling matches. I'll see you all later. And that's what <laughs> I that's what I do. Then uh, around 1980, the end of '85. 
I uh, uh, was traveling with with uh, uh, Mark Yaton, who was uh, he had a uh, guy, him and one other guy. The guy quit, and uh, Mark was looking for a guy, and goes, "Well, you got enough experience. You want to." take it on i said sure why not i don't have anything better to do mm. and then from that that point on uh we traveled around, traveled up and down the east coast well new england area you know and we started really expanding and before i knew it we were doing television on the road and you know florida florida uh one week illinois then you know two weeks later and just going all eventually all all around the country and then uh in that in that time you know i started to really you know they, they were looking for help and stuff as far as ring crew uh referees and ring crew and okay. so on and so forth so i i you know just sat there at, at night watching watching the wrestling matches and eventually i got my start in uh i'm gonna say west virginia somewhere um, I want to Wheeling, West Virginia. It was just learn from ringside, and, and we come back from WrestleMania and went to Wheeling, West Virginia, and Ron Bass and uh, Coco Beware were going at it, and they said, "Okay, kid, come here. We're going to teach you everything about wrestling." I said, "Okay," and from that point on, it was just go, go, go. Then uh, wow. right, right after that, uh, about '89, I I ventured out. Uh, they needed help out on the West Coast, and uh, I ended up working out there for four years. And then uh, uh, the bottle took over the best of me, and uh, you know, uh, uh, eventually in '93 I, I left uh, due to you know uh, alcohol abuse and so, you know what have you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, I, you know, went home to Massachusetts and been with, uh, worked for Stop and Shop for like 13, 14 years. Uh, and then I, my dad got sick and I had to, you know, uh, take care of him and till his demise. And then, uh, you know, just had a, all kinds of issues that came came about and we dealt with those and you know, got Got married, you know, '99, and you know that lasted about six years, and then uh, you know, right up until my dad passed away, and it just, uh, you know, after that, it was just forget about wrestling for a while, you know. Right. So, but uh, other than that, um, so then um, I get out to. Nevada, about 2009, I want to say, um, I started working for uh, the local promoter up there, FSW. I worked there for like two years, refereeing, te- teaching all the kids, you know, anybody that wanted to learn how to referee and, you know, help help along with teaching the teaching the kids, the, you know, uh, Mike Modest was one of the trainers. Uh, uh, Gwen Gilberti was, was another one and, and occasionally they would have some other guys would come in Jake would come in um, 
what's his name? God. Kazarni. He he came in. He ended up living living there for a while. And, oh yeah, I remember Kazarni. Kazarni. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He was with uh, Steve, um George. Uh, oh gosh, I forgot her name. Uh, 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 Stacy Carter. Stacy Carter. That's it. He, uh, he was around too, yeah. so we were just we were just uh, working there and having a high old time. And then uh, I got a call one day. Uh, oh, sorry, we take that back. Uh, I was venturing down be between Vegas and Arizona, mm -hmm. and they were going to do a uh, uh, be the same brand. You know, uh, FSW Arizona and FSW Las Vegas. That lasted uh, for a few few months, and then uh, I walked away from that. And then uh, about about a year later, I get this uh, text message from my buddy Pops Ballad up in uh, Seattle, uh, which eventually uh, they're going to start doing their shows again, and. Uh, I, was going up there periodically and you know helping them out and for the first time i became a uh, heel referee and nice. been loving, loving it up until uh the covid thing and we're just getting ready to uh go up there again and uh you know everything fell apart on kind of covid so we were talking back and forth and it's like you know i think i've had enough of wrestling you know the last time i was up there the old, the old legs just weren't <laughs> just weren't letting me do my job. So I thought about it and I said, well, maybe I think it's time to retire. So uh, we talked and now we're just waiting to see what happens if if we decide to do it at all or not even do it, not even do it at all. You know, mm. so so it's just just a matter of time and if the time is right. We do it. If not, you know, say lovey. I just drift off into the, uh, drift off back down here in Florida, and you know, just sit out, sit out uh, by the pond and the lake with my wife and enjoy it, and call it a day. Do a nice. little bit of fishing and enjoy it. <clears throat> oh yeah, I, I feel like I could find so much to do in Florida, but I don't know if it's my ADHD or not, but I've never been good at sitting down and trying to fish. I just cannot sit in some place that long peacefully and being quiet, and it just right. it doesn't work for I, me. Well, I'm from, like I said, I'm from Massachusetts, and uh, I yeah. grew up uh, along the beach. During, during, during the summertime, I did a lot of uh, fun on the in the sun at the beach and swimming and fishing so i i know what it's like and i i really enjoyed it so it's been a long time since i've done any fishing i i used to come down here uh my with my cousins and we go out in their boat and go over in the pond over uh over on the other side of town and you know start fishing and just have a phenomenal time and you know eating what i catch you you know, just made for a good time, so. Right. So now we're going to be hopefully doing a little bit more of that. And I've been getting into the comedy scene. I, I have a lot of friends in the comedy comedy world. Alex Ansel, if you're listening, hey, buddy, how's it going? Hopefully you're okay. Uh, Adam. Uh, 
and all the rest of you, you bums. Uh, <laughs> you've seen you hopefully someday soon down here in Day, uh, over in the Daytona area. But uh, it, it, it's been a good life. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 58, almost 59 years old. I'll be 59 next month. And, you know, uh, it just I'm just ready to settle down and <clears throat> call it a day, you know. So... I bet. Uh, there's been a, I, I, I often think about, you know, especially now that I sit out here every once in a while, especially tonight, you know, uh, I'm going to, uh, my cousin, she's a big wrestling fan, huge wrestling fan. She's been watching WWE most of her life. And uh, we, we sit there on Monday nights and she'll watch it and, you know, and, Friday night she watch SmackDown and she just has a hell of a time for herself. And you know, uh, I, I came out here a couple of weeks ago. I had to come out, and uh, I uh, I found out that WWE was in town. And I said, oh, let me see if I can get her some tickets. So I got her two tickets. Well, my goodness, <laughs> as soon as I got in on Saturday night, she. She says, come here, I got to show you all the pictures. I said, why am I not surprised? So we had a great time, and she really enjoys herself. And, you know, I, I thought she was going to get just inside the building. Well, come to find out that she had ringside seats right, you know, right behind right behind the, uh, the barricade area. And she just had a hellacious time. She just enjoyed it. You know, and, and that makes me feel good being able to still be able to do something like that you know I bet. Uh, but like now it's just you know uh, i'll watch it once in a while uh, um i i like the new the new product in aew uh, um, they have some of the, some of the uh Wrestling that they do is reminds me of the old days, you know, and to see Telly and Arn out there, and you know, the old man Jake Roberts out there, you know, he's uh, quite quite the character still, but you know, he's still got the voice and he can still cut a promo like you like there's no tomorrow, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Between him and uh, Dusty, Dusty sold polka dots in, in his career during, at WWE. You know, I think if they put polka dots on Jake, he would have been just as good or or better to sell him. You know? So, but uh, I, I, I see a lot of guys every once in a while, and that's cool. You know, it's it's a shame to to you know wake up one morning, and, you know, this guy passed away or that guy passed right. away. You know, Broke my heart when when I found out that Perfect had passed away and oh god you know, yeah and it was him and Piper it was just not a good time for me you know and I was I was hoping to see all of them at least one more time before before anything happens to me or to them for that matter you know but it is what it is so all right you got any, any other questions. I haven't got one. I don't know if I got one out yet, Mike. You haven't stopped talking in 16 minutes. Oh, <laughs> Give me a hard time. Don't make me start saying the F word. <laughs> you, you can't anymore. It's not G-rated. Go ahead, Mike. 
<laughs> I don't know what's uh, holding you back. After the last time you put we put uh you put me on that other podcast company and what was it, like twenty eight times I said the F the F drop the F bomb? <laughs> My goodness. So, but yeah, I did have a couple of questions. Um, you, you talked about so many great things, but out of all that, I was curious. Um, you know how you first. Um, of course, it would have been with uh, WWF, but um, what were right. your first meetings with Michael Porter and uh, kind of you know how you became friendly with him because you guys seemed you know, like no. you had kind of a closeness <laughs> for a while. Well, you mentioned uh, Mr. Porter. I I saw those uh, uh, pictures of. On your Facebook page about Michael Porter, God bless his God bless his heart. He uh, oh, yeah. met his demise in 2010. Uh, I had contacted him. I had just moved out to Las Vegas, and I had contacted him, and he wasn't in the greatest shape. And I had just moved out there, and you know, I, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. It was. It was really, really tough, you know. I, I, he wanted to come live with me, and oh, really? you know, and I, I, I started having, <laughs> I started having flashbacks of all the days, you know. Hmm. I, I would go off to TV, and he would be left behind, and I would come home, you know, fly home to Sacramento, and my phone would be blown up. Thank, thank God we didn't have cell phones at that time. <laughs> My phone used to be blown up. They had those old tape recorders, and and oh my god, every every message was call me, call me, call me, call me. And it's like, oh god. <laughs> of course, I get home get home late wow. at night, and you know, and he'd want to know every little damn thing. I'm like, Mike, this is not the time or the place, mm. and I really don't feel like talking about it. Well, him and I used to really get into it. It got to the point. You, got really bad i had to call the office and say hey look you gotta talk to this guy because really when when i get on that plane and i want to go home i don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it 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 just got really nasty but eventually he came around he understood and you know uh we got along for for four years almost five years uh he would he you know he built himself up showed responsibility we gave him a ring truck and off he went he you know he went off to canada and i would stay home or i would fly up there and, and uh referee so then um when me and the bottle uh met i you know became good buddies you know uh, i had to walk away and he stayed for a little while longer. Of course, Mike was getting sick at the time too from, um, uh, whatever it's called, uh, sleep apnea. So mm. eventually they, they, you know, I, I wasn't trying to get him fired or anything. It's just, you know, he, he did it he did himself, you know, he wouldn't take care of himself and he, he was like over 300 pounds and, you know, he could barely fit behind the steering wheel. You know, wow. uh, but uh, you know, yeah, he he was a good-hearted man. He loved the business, uh, and you know, God love him. Uh, that's all I can say is God love him. He he was a good man, and oh yeah, I miss him. You know, uh, he 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 kept us 
he kept the jokes going and you know he he i guess he did some stand-up comedy while he was living in la and he tried to get me to go over there but i was like no i'm not driving over four hours you know all the way over there and stuff it you know it's my own fault my own fault for not seeing him you know but anyhow uh got my rest in peace buddy hopefully i'll be seeing you someday We'll start talking. Then we'll really have a hell of a match up there. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I man, I knew him for about four years, Mike, and yeah. he was uh, a guy we talked on the phone for hours, and I was almost like a fanboy, you know, in those days because I didn't have my show yet. I was in, I was in the indie scene, just kind of mopping right. around, and it was really cool getting getting to befriend someone like that, and he became my first co-host on my show, and. I helped right. him get some I guests. Remember that. I, rem- I remember listening to it. God, you you two were quite the team. You you had Thanks, all your facts man. and figures and everything all right right down the line. Boom, boom, boom. Just went from one to another, you know. And uh, I remember you helping the uh, get... guys that you had on on the podcast. You were very professional. You were, guys were all very good, very formal and. Kept a straight line. Uh, I was so proud of you guys. You know? It's nice to hear that because that was uh, when Porter was my co-host was the very first year I started, 2008. So I was still pretty green. Mm-hmm. So I yep. appreciate the hearing that from you. That makes me feel a lot better about uh, all the ums and uhs and uhs and fuck. So... But anyway, uh, but uh, there? well, I was gonna say uh, wrapping up because I know I I had you a little over the time I was I told you I would, but um, oh that's no problem, no you, problem. You you probably I, I, have I'm gonna go see my four cats. So oh, gotta <laughs> love the animals. Yeah, I got four cats. I got uh, two. My wife has two. Uh, hi Michelle, if you're listening, I love you, baby. I'll be seeing you soon, hopefully. Uh, she's got two cats, TJ and Salem, uh, and I got two cats. I got uh, Trina, and I got uh, Mika. Mika's my, my mm. first one after my last cat passed away. But then we got, uh, uh, Michelle and I got Trina together, and she had TJ and Salem. Wow. And just love them all to death. I wouldn't let anything happen to them. Oh, no, they're your kids. Yeah, they are. I brought them all the way across the country. It was a hellacious time. It was a good time. We enjoyed it, you know. So, well, Hotel I Six so. was our best friend because they left the light on and they, they're pet friendly free. So it made it a whole lot easier. That's very cool. I guess wrapping up, um, you probably have so many great, you know, memories of your time in WWE and uh, or WWF at the time. I don't know why I called it right. WWE. I don't even right. feel like it's WWE because I, I was always a WWF guy. But um, what, right. what are some of your fond memories? I really enjoyed the uh, you guys uh, bringing Lex Luger's oh, mirror in and out. Um, well, I, I used to love going to uh, Hawaii. Uh, they... Um, now, at, at this time, uh, Rick Martell and Jake Roberts were going around the, the country with the match. Mm-hmm. And they came, to, they came to Honolulu, and that night Jake comes walking in and says, Okay, who's going to be my referee tonight? And he's looking at me with a 
with his with his big old shit eating grin. <laughs> At that time, I had just gotten the rundown that oh, well, yeah, it's me. You know? And of course, I had I had seen the matches on TV, so I I when we got to Hawaii, that was my first day of like a week in a you know seven days in a row that we were going to be all together. So uh, when they went to explain the matches, the, the, the scenario of the match to me, I was like, I'm going to what? Mm. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm going to take a bump how? Well, I went for it and, you know, did what I was told. And, you know, when Mr. Jake dropped me, uh, you know, it was. I thought it was going to be in the middle of the ring. Well, guess what? Good old Michael had, had Michael Toomey had a nice uh, bump on his forehead from uh, being dropped on the side of the ring, right by the the center the center post, away from the spring. So, but you know, we, <laughs> after that one night, the next six nights, I learned my lesson and made sure that they dropped me elsewhere. But mm-hmm. that was one of my that was actually one of my favorites. Uh, another one of my favorites was uh, when Tully and Arn first came in, and they started that big feud with the rock and roll. Uh, Mar- uh, Marty and Sean, uh, and we were at LA Sports Arena. They, you know, they had just done Madison Square Garden the weekend before, and I had uh, they did uh, call me and said, "Hey, we're gonna let we." want you to do the match because you're, you're starting to build yourself pretty good and we want you to do this match and we feel as though you're going to be able to handle it a lot better because at that time I think they were sending a rookie referee or whatever mm. and uh, my god all I had the middle of the match it was a hot tag that uh, Sean was in a lot of trouble and Marty's waiting for the tag and Tully and Arna beating the shit out of Sean and my God, uh, Sean went and tagged on Marty and I just raised my hands and clapped them together and LA Sports Arena just went holistic mm-hmm. or as Monsoon used to say, bananas. And it, I, every time I think about that, I, I get a chill you know, through my whole body and think, you know, I actually did that. It was, I seen it a couple of times, uh, on YouTube and it, it just gave me feels like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, that, that was a good one. And then, uh, I used to, I was working with DiBiase and, uh, Money Inc. I used to love doing their matches. Uh, there was a couple of matches we did out in Colorado and, you know, then we end up doing them in L.A. and DBRC. Uh, if you're listening, you're still the man. And I love you know not just him, but I love them all to death. You know, they 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 took good care of me. They treated me right. And you know, it, 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 like people say, it's a family. It is a family. You know, um, my opinion. The old man's losing touch, but. Mm-hmm. Let's just move on with that one. <laughs> but, uh, well, I feel like yeah. he's pushing 80, so I mean... Uh, yeah. So is our know, president, so I mean... Yeah. <laughs> but 
I did watch it over the weekend. It was okay, but you know, I, I still have my, you know, uh, seeing uh, Punk in in AEW again and a few of the other guys. It just I, I'd rather watch them because it's like the same old thing. Something, something's, something's just not right, and I, I have to agree with a lot of the uh, fans that uh, it's just getting too boring. It's too, too uh, commercial, too Disney, whatever they're saying. I, I have to tend to agree with them, but you know. Like everybody's entitled to their own opinion. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I um before we go, I, you might enjoy this. Uh, <clears throat> I remember Michael telling me. Uh, I asked him a similar question the first time I interviewed him, and he told mm-hmm. me about the night that earthquake was set to kill, quote unquote, kill Damien in right. the middle of the ring, and it was Michael's job to put raw hamburger meat into the snake bag. To um, yeah. to facilitate the look that uh, you know earthquake killed Damien. I remember. I don't remember. I wasn't watching wrestling when that happened live, but I mean, I remember seeing that later on VHS tapes as a kid, and just like, oh my god, they killed him. I remember. I remember this, the, at that time, but I just can't remember. I remember him throwing up the bag. I said, "Yeah, yeah, you should have have a good old time. Enjoy yourself, you know." <laughs> so. Yeah, he was. A... I have a lot of uh, times I I can't remember a lot of things, but boy, when something comes up and I really start thinking about it, it's like, yeah, you know. But I, I do remember bits and pieces of Mike uh, doing that, and it was, you know, it just made a big hush in the arena when when they did it that night you know it just it just did the job of giving earthquake a, a, a lot more oh, healing yeah. power and you know they went around the country and it was good you know i i sort of feel feel for jake when it was him and hogan uh he was trying to get the push so he can you know it, it was it was his time i was there in pro he said that they uh, did it in two spots, Montreal and Providence. I was there in Providence. The place was sold out. You could, it, it was unbelievable of uh, the, the, the house. They, they just bought anything and everything, and it, it was a phenomenal show. And like, like Jake said, we're all back, and we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And when, when they looked at me, I just saw them just... What do you mean? What do you mean? They're gonna come. They're gonna come. Just give it a couple more minutes. Well, it, it didn't go. Didn't go according to what Vince wanted. So it's like, nope. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, my heart broke when when I found out because they had a hell of a match. And I was like, uh, to me, I was looking forward to taking it around the country. You know, going back to the West Coast and you know, go up and down the up and down the coast with it. You know, every arena out out in the West Coast was all um, fifteen, twenty thousand people, and it was just going to be unbelievable. You know, but it, unfortunately, it didn't happen. So, if you're hearing hearing me, Jake, I I hear you, brother. So, but that's it. All righty, Mike. Well, it was awesome catching up with you, man. And uh, it seems like 
things are uh, going pretty good for you, and you got the move over with, and you're enjoying yourself, so. Yeah, I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> I bet. But, yeah, yeah. Now just going to enjoy life. Uh, hopefully uh, here in Florida and, you know, uh, get my porch all set up, get my sheds all done, and I started cutting some bushes today and, you know, trying to get a lot of things done. No. Uh, wait and see attitude. <laughs> That's all you can do. That's it. All right, my man. All righty, Mike. Well, thank you so very much for joining me, and we'll have to uh, talk again down the line. Thank you. I look forward to it. And uh, to all the fans, uh, old and new, enjoy them while you can. Uh, to me, AEW's uh, got good shows. Their storylines might be a little touchy, whatever, but... Uh, He'll eventually get it. Tony Khan, I, I got good faith in him. We'll, we'll see y'all later, and uh, see you down the road there, Ian. Thanks. Alrighty, Mike. Enjoy the rest of your night, my friend. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Good Alrighty. night. Alrighty, bye-bye. I don't, I don't know what I said a lot before I said bye-bye. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, Anyways, big thanks to uh, Mike Toomey for coming on the show. It's always nice talking about good old old school professional wrestling. Uh, we don't have any shows coming up scheduled yet. We did have uh, something going, but one of the guests got COVID. Um, so we're going to be rescheduling that. It's actually going to be our part two uh, in a series of interviews with memories of Ted's Warehouse, which was a local rock and roll venue from the 70s to the 90s where a lot of big bands played. So it's going to be nice. Uh, when we get uh, Mike Zivka and uh, Steve on the show to discuss that. And we will see you guys then. Thank you for listening. Have a great night.